<laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Oh. If Trump had a name, what would it be and would you call him fuckface? If you were faced with him and all his bullshit, what would you ask if you could just get out one question? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Trump is full of shit. Yeah, yeah, Trump is not great. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if Trump was impeached tomorrow? He's a slob and he wants us to borrow. Money from Russia, and he wants Putin to be his lover. Trump had a face. What would it look like? I don't think any of us want to see. If seeing meant that you would have to believe. And all his bullshit and Sarah Saunders wearing jeans. I don't think so. And yeah, yeah, Trump needs to get impeached. Yeah, yeah, Trump and Pence need to go. Yeah, yeah, oh no, that leaves us with Paul Ryan. Fuck, what if Trump was to get impeached tomorrow? Just a one less love that everyone will follow. I'm so sick of all his shit. He needs to go to hell. Yeah. That's the 90s, motherfuckers. And I thought, why don't I bring it back in probably one of the most misunderstood, um, mo well, one hit wonder. Well, she had St. Teresa. And then she had a few other songs. She had a good voice. I love how whenever she was being interviewed, people would ask her if she was mad at Alanis Morissette. What the fuck is she going to be mad at her for? Come on. It was an alternative era. I found myself reminiscing. I don't. Okay. Every now and then I do that. But, you know. Um, okay. So 20 years ago, I was... 17. When you're 17, things are very interesting. You hear things for the first time. You see things for the first time. It is one big, ooh, did I do that? <coughs> and he better not fucking sue me for that. It's like, I'm, I was never, I was eh, always kind of a Madonna observer. And I thought, oh, okay, I like that human nature. And I like that someone's come, you know, like a prayer. And then she puts out Ray of Light. And it was the first Madonna album I remember purchasing myself. I was 17. Yes. And I thought, what the fuck? This sounds great. Are you fucking kidding me? And she said it herself. It was drug music without drugs. I had not taken drugs at that point. I didn't start. God, I didn't smoke marijuana until I was in college. You know, I mean, in high school, it's like, where are you going to get it from? Come on. And there were always those people who would obviously smoke it. We're going to go to, I'm going to go to class because they got high. This was years before that fucking song. Years. I mean, 
I knew about it. I had seen Friday. Trust me. I know. I'd listened to Cypress Hill. I knew what they were talking about. Are you kidding me? I love Cypress Hill. I love that I could listen to them and vicariously live it. And then when I was in college, I did smoke it. I smoked way too much. And, you know, that was also due to my own paranoia because it does induce paranoia. And I would smoke it, you know, and then I'm like, I remember, you know, I've talked about my bad experience once and how I purchased one of those little bongs so that I can control because, you know, with pot, you, that's not about control. I hope you all know that because it does affect your control. You cannot come down when you want. It's all about, oh, here we go again. You know, it's it's like, I mean, Tom Petty talks about it. You know, I mean, you know. Last dance with Mary Jane. One more time to kill the thing. I feel something creeping in and I just flunked that class. I hope not again. Yeah, I did. I flunked a class on it. And I remember too. And I and I was so parent I kept telling hearing telephoto lens and I'm stoned out of my mind. I'm like, why did I go to class? And years later, well, a year later, I asked my professor and she told me she knew. She thought it was funny. But she says, you know what, honey? You redeemed yourself. You retook the class. You obviously are off of it. I'm like, yes. Oh, my God. The 90s. I didn't do that. The 90s music, it still is my drug. The music, though, I always tend to go back because the music of today just sucks. It sucks. Except for people like Kendrick Lamar, who I think is... I can't say enough about him. You all are probably going to think I'm sucking his dick, and I'm not. I'm just a fucking fan. I mean, I can hear those songs in my head right now, swimming pools, and it's like, you know, shit. Humble. I think my favorite is DNA. Uh, that video with him and Don Cheadle, that's just fun. You know, that takes me back to the 90s. Makes me think, whoa, he knows. Because he met Tupac motherfuckers. I think he met Ice Cube, too. I don't know. Um, I was reminiscing, though, about the 90s. And I remember being in art class. Art class was always my favorite. Because I did like to create. I We would do, like, a color wheel. And that taught me a lot. And I was not really a great drawer. I tried. I think I drew my grandfather, whom I never knew. My original one. Because um, he died very young. And I drew him in class. And people kind of liked it. I didn't particularly like it. I think people just kind of laughed at how I drew it. I don't know. They just thought, oh, God. He has no fucking talent. And I'm thinking, well, I do write poetry, but I'm not showing you all that. Oh, my God. But I remember sitting in art class. And he would always have, the teacher would always have the music on. And it was always great. It would kind of add another dimension to it, you know. And it was more enjoyable. And um, if I can go back over here. I mean, some of these songs I still love today. You know, I remember listening to the ver the first time that I ever heard Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. I was like, are you fuck? I mean, this first of all, what caught me was those strings. If you've ever heard Bittersweet Symphony, those now the Rolling Stones later sued them. I don't know why, because it doesn't sound like the Rolling Stones motherfuckers um, for that. 
but it's still such a great fucking song. And I remember hearing it in art class and just being, I wanted to hear more. I'd only heard part of it. I remember I went outside. I just kind of looked at the sky. It was cloudy and it was about to blow over the sunlight. And I thought, wow, that's very British. And later I found out that I had British in my DNA. So it's kind of fitting that I love, you know, those icy British strings. Um, and then, you know, just other songs. And, um, you know, dope show, of course, Marilyn Manson. 20 years. You know, the, the I mean, Corn, Freaking Unleashed, 20 years. It's like, fuck, where did time go? And I don't feel old in the slightest. It's like, fuck, what's next? You know, because when I was 17, it was kind of like survival mode. So there's certain things that you don't remember and you don't kind of pay attention to. Like, okay, every day I would wake up. It was kind of like a Freaks and Geeks experience. A little harsh. Um, I never really got into that show, though. I should eventually. And, um, you know, you're 17 and you're like, oh, God, can this be over four years of hell? And I think 1998 was kind of like the pinnacle, like, oh, it's almost over. And, you know, yeah, because I, I didn't really have those thoughts of, oh, let me just end this. Let, let's let's go on to the hereafter. And I thought. Well, no, because there's still more that I want to do a lot more, you know, and I thought, hmm, and I feel bad for those who that, you know, and this was right before Columbine. That was a scary ass shit. It was crazy. It was truly, I remember because the next day we had guards everywhere, you know, and, and people were just like, what the fuck? Um, then I heard a song in our class. That I just was like, oh my god. This was not Celine Dion, motherfuckers. This was Goo Goo Dolls. That lyric right there. And then when everything, you know, bleeds like the movies or everything feels like the movies. Yeah, you bleed just to know you're alive. And I thought, God, that's amazing. And it was and I remember because this was a great. Okay, people always talk about, oh, Beyonce, an album of the year. Fuck that. I'm so tired of that. It's like, get your head out of your ass. I'm sick of it. That song still gives me shivers. That is a Grammy injustice, okay? It was nominated against My Heart Will Belt On. I have, I thought, okay, it's an okay song, you know. But then you get tired of it, and then it's getting overplayed. Now, Iris, when I first heard that, I thought that should win record and song of the year. That is probably the most beautiful song, dark, haunting, but alive that I've ever heard from a movie. Even more than... You know, um, Aerosmith's, you know, I don't want to miss a thing. That was good, but that got overplayed. Oh, my God. You know, it was like, you know, I can feel it as I watch my daughter live Tyler. 
on the screen I did all pretty I could spend my money buying her sweet surrender yeah, I love Aerosmith but see I like um, Jamie's got a gun and we're living on we are truly living on a fucking edge okay I mean but for me that Grammy injustice Goo Goo Dolls should have won Everyone, you could tell whenever people applaud when a song gets mentioned, it's like that's the one they want, you know. And then it's it doesn't win, and you're like, what the fuck? <sighs> God. But you know, at the same time, awards don't really matter because that song still has lasting power. You know what I mean? Now we're gonna talk about the '90s, of course. We gotta tell them. I love this song more than some of their other songs, you know. There is something wrong. The song echoes 25 years later. I love this fucking song. My God. Yeah. just so epic and the video is it's strange that's what i loved about aerosmith was they had learned so much you know from you know um you know um you know dream on and then you know mtv comes along run dmc I like that echo I had. There we go. Run DMC comes along. And it's kind of like, what? So it's it's all connected. I, and you know, it kind of bothers me. It doesn't make me cry, but it kind of bothers me when people, I don't like hip-hop. Why? What do you think Steven Tyler's doing in that song, um, Walk This Way? School has love and she was all with the servers and the top kind of daddies. Why? He's rapping. Rapping has been around since the beginning uh, of time. I don't know why that burp. I'm going to leave it in there. <sighs> this is performance for me. You know, someone suggested I just do it like a performance, and I am. I am. There are if no ands, buts, or fucks about it. That rhymed. And, you know, it's always, I mean, shit, I was not a good draftsman. Now, when I'm somewhere and I want to relax and I'll draw like a Batman and it looks okay. I'm thinking, Oh, I could do that better. And then like, if I draw it for my nephew, Oh, that's so cool. I wish I could do it. And all the while I'm thinking, Oh my God, but that drawing, I could do better, but you like it. Okay. You know, so I, people see it. That's, that's the mark of a true artist right there is you, you know, you could do better, but other people, Oh no, that's great. No, no. I'm like, Okay. I don't know. You know, homie, don't play that. <laughs> but yeah, God, 20 years ago, all kinds of shit was happening, huh? The other night I did a performance where I played Dope Show. It fortunately didn't go through. And, you know, I, Marilyn Manson always kind of scared me. I don't know why. I had a nightmare about him once. I remember I was watching ABC used to play like the year in rock and they had long hard road out of hell from, from spawn. 
and you know that was crazy enough and i remember what he was hot too by the way hello spawn and um i was like that's who she they should fucking bring back hello but that song freaked me out i later like i liked it like years later but then I was like, oh, he's too scary. No, I don't want that. I don't want. And he had performed, you know, at the MTV Awards. And Chris Rock was like, oh, my God, run to church right now. And, you know, I mean, then um, I heard Dope Show about a year later. He was on a fucking roll. And he comes out there and he's got these breasts. I'm like, that's actually cool. You know, I think we all want to look like Alien. He took it a step further than Bowie. And, you know, and, and he borrowed from Bowie, too, because I don't think Bowie ever had breasts. You know, and uh, I mean, that whole song 20 years ago, 20, you know, I mean, it was that was just such a time in that video. That's such a creepy ass. But the performance at the MTV Awards, I remember because we didn't have cable. And someone had recorded it for me. And I was just, I would watch the performance. Oh, that and Hall. You know, I, uh, I, I always heard people say, oh, Courtney Love. I kind of liked that song. Then I learned about Live Through This. And I was like, oh, that's even better than Celebrity Skin. Because it lost, you know, some of its soul. <sighs> Here we go. A lot happened 20 years ago. Such a creepy fucking video Look at those boobs Yeah What's up Like like a B cup or That's like almost a D One to three borrowed Rose McGowan's Okay Uh, Here's the 90s right here 1998 Not one of my favorites. Here's the thing. I I like when Corn. Okay, in 2002, they put out a really good album um, of The Untouchables. It was so focused. It was so, whoa. And I had this um, acquaintance. That's who we'll, we'll call them an acquaintance. And we were driving around the San Francisco Peninsula because we had nothing better to do and listen to Corn's The Untouchables. And he had downloaded it. He did, didn't pay for it. You know, I understand. It was fun. We used to do that. I do that now with porn to an extent. I don't want to buy it unless then I have to. I was like, eh, okay. You know, but music, hey, you got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. And well, not unless it's Spotify. But see, here's a weird thing about Spotify. If you're on your iPhone and you don't have the, the premium membership, you know, you, you it's like all shuffled. But if you have it on your iPad or tablet and you have like either Wi-Fi or data, it's free. It just has a lot of ads and it doesn't have the shuffle. So... I don't particularly like it on the phone. So then it's like, okay, I'll just bring the tablet with me. It's not very big anyway, you know? So, no, I'm not trying to update right now. Are you kidding me? I don't think so. I'm recording a show. Okay. Chill out, computer. (sighs) Doubling down. Doubling down. Doubling down. Doubling down. Yeah. Let's ask... 
someone very important to this effect. What do you want to know? That motherfucker has lied. Lied. I've already told you where he's going, so stop fucking asking. Okay? Alright. Now, Trump, you just need to resign already. Each morning I wake up and I'm redline. Is he gonna resign yet? You know, it's not the case of anything happening. It's just like, resign. And then Pence will follow. And then maybe, you know, um, Paul Ryan will follow. All those sheep that herd and go to the shit factory. You know, it's kind of like, hey, let's have a ball, motherfuckers. Yeah. I agree right there. <sighs> it's good to do this. It's good to do this on the mic. You know, I do it on the phone and it's just kind of like, and I hope you Elaine Stritch. I loved her. I truly thought, you know, I always draw my inspiration from different things. And, you know, I'm not 89 years old. My grandfather will be in a few days. Um, but it's kind of like, I could kind of relate to what she has to say. Or not kind of, I do. And um, I, I look at society and I'm like, are you kidding me with this? That's the sperm that won. That's the sperm that won. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad that, um, you know, there's this fucking little jerk off um, in um, Northern California who said some very hurtful things to people. And, um, yeah, he got something yanked from him. I can't really say it cause it's not my story, you know, but it's like, Hey, I sent him a little, uh, um, a link. He's, he doesn't know me from Adam. And I said, maybe you should go to the museum of tolerance, you know, rather than tell him to fuck off. I was like, go to the museum of tolerance. Okay. Okay. This is, I mean, I, I'm looking at people's faces each day, and it's like they're looking at me like it's 1968. We lived through this. It didn't get any better. It's like, you know, um, is this what you got all those ass whoopings for in the 60s? And here it's back. It's like the hurricane. It's back. It's back. Yeah. I'm back. <sighs> It sounds like a bad bong. Yeah, there we go. Um, I love that I can use these to my disposal. Um, oh, my God. Here's the thing. And the supporters don't let up. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Well, I still support him. You still support him, even though he lied. He's backpedaling. He's backpedaling. Hear him? That's him falling on his fucking ass. You know, lock up that Lincoln bedroom. He's already desecrated America. He doesn't need to desecrate that. And he claims, he claims, I am better than Lincoln. Nope. Are you fucking crazy? You're better than Lincoln. I did catch myself because I was holding the mic like Barbara Streisand. I thought that's not going to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I can go on. I'm a Democrat. Enough is and I am too. Enough is enough is enough. Donna Summer, why don't you come and sing this with me? Oh wait, you're dead. I will sing from heaven. Enough is enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. That should be the new theme song for, you know, in fact, you know, whenever I think of Trump, I don't even want to say his name anymore. Kind of like gives me indigestion. Makes me want to have, you know, just poop. And I know you didn't come here to hear that. Okay. But you know what? It's a part of life. Whereas enough. Oh, no more tears. Yeah. Like Ozzy. Sing it. Yeah. There's a funny story behind that song. So Donna Summer was on um, Rosie O'Donnell. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the Donna and Summer impression. That's somebody, you know, I can do Barbara Bush. Oh, heaven is great. Um, okay. I'll do it. You know, you know, um, you know, and then Rosie O'Donnell's like, and it's my favorite song because, you know, Barbara, I love her. Oh, I love her too, Rosie. How was that working with Barbara? Well, it was it was pretty good, contrary to popular belief. Barbara and I had a really good time, you know, and um, we were having parties and everything, and it was it was just one big mess. I don't want to go into it. And I was in the recording booth, and I was holding the note, and I passed out. And Barbara was still holding the note. She said, "Donna, are you okay?" You know. I, I can't do her justice because she was from Boston. She had, she had you know, a, a Massachusetts accent. You know, I love Donna Summer. Come on. You know, um, and Babs, you know, here's the thing about Babs. Never lost that. Never got the nose job. Never lost that Brooklyn cadence. Why should she, you know? I mean, she's like, you know, come on. Hello, gorgeous. I mean, come on. That's all I'm going to do, you know. Um, Linda Richmond does it better. <sighs> Today's show is dedicated to Barbara Joan Streisand and the Big Whoop, Prince of Toys, seven Oscar nominations. But Barbara did not get a nomination for Best Director. I'm a little Ebby and the Caboro. Oh, we're all mishpoka. And I'm not going to tread on that because that's his. And, you know. We have all, all have our own shtick, and my shtick is the bullshit. The 90s, the 90s, the 90s. And then people trying to relive the 90s. Roseanne, it's called Reboot. Doesn't Reboot always makes me think of, you know, um, recycling shit. You know, they're going to recycle, they recycled shit in that aspect. They recycled it. It was smelly. And now it's coming back as the Connor family. Okay. And Jackie's show. And miraculously enough, and Jackie 
Laurie Metcalf was nominated for an Emmy. So was Megan Mullally for Will and Grace. Mm. Okay, I know, yeah, that side tells you a lot. It's funny, but it's not it's not original funny. Will and fucking Grace. Or as I like to call it, the show that was right after that big yuppie fest. Friends. I hate friends. I love having friends, but I hate that fucking show. You know? And no one told you that those yuppies were gonna be that way. It's such a stupid show and people are like, I gotta love it anyway. And then they had lunchboxes and books, oh dear. And everyone wanted that Rachel haircut. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Grab a beer. Because they're so full of shit. They're so full of shit. They're all over Yeah. They're overpaid. Now, Will and Grace. <laughs> Will and Grace premiered 20 years ago. It was good. Here's the interesting thing. It was not a hit at first. I don't think people remember that. They like to think it that was a hit at first, but it wasn't. I remember. And what saved it was the summer of 1999, the reruns, because it had already gotten the second season approval. And then people rediscovered it. I was watching. I, I was watching it right along. What I remember for me is the Thanksgiving episode. Well, I think that was the second season. And Jack's mom doesn't know he's gay. And it's like, hello, has she even met him? You know, and um, um, Jack and Karen, or Jack and Karen, oops, Karen and, and Grace start to fight. And they're like pretending that they were, you know, both Jack's girlfriend, you know. And, um, you, know, and you, know, you know, how Karen was, you know. Oh, honey, you know, gay son could give you highlights and tear you away from things like chiffon. Yeah. See, I can't really do her, uh, well, it could try. I mean, um, Grace, that, that blast hurts like a hangover. Um, her mother said something funny though. Um, where she's like, well, you know what they say. Beer before wine, or wine before beer makes you queer, I think. I don't remember. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm stalling. You know, I'm trying to get to the fucking clip. That's my thing. It's like, I'm like the Verve, you know, and Luscious Jackson. Remember them? Um, Where they would sample. I love sampling, though. Rappers do it. They did it. Here we go. Here we go. Sauce. Add four cups of cranberries, one cup sugar in a pot, bring to a boil, then simmer and reduce for 45 minutes. Yeah, that'll happen. Where is it? The sitting in. Closet's in there. Once you go, Jack, you never go back. <laughs> oh, here it is. And he also told her that I am his ex-girlfriend. And she bought that? <laughs> I'm thankful that I found a pharmacologist who's as dumb as a box of hair. <laughs> and my secret is, 
Jack and I were doing the dirty, dirty while you two were still together. <laughs> Karen, how come you moved in on her man? Oh, no, 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 no. He came on to me, okay? Yeah. He was looking for a real woman, not somebody who just lays there like dip lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. That made friends look like claymation episode part two. I never, you know, if you like friends, I understand. If you like cheers, hey, I loved it too. If you love Seinfeld, I did too. People, I love when people say they love friends, but they hated Seinfeld. Why? Was it too much for you to stomach? Was the soup Nazi episode, was that too much for you to handle? <laughs> like you're going to take a big shit. You know, my crazy uncle once said something. My, he's very fucking crazy. The only thing that he ever said that made sense. You know what's really good? Taking a good shit. <laughs> yeah. Other than that. It's kind of like, hey, how's my truck doing? It's not your truck anymore. It's mine. But thank you. I, I enjoy it very much. Well, the good Lord provides. Give me $67. Yeah. <laughs> and I did his, I did an impression once of his voice to him. And he just kind of looked at me like, and everyone's like, that's cold. I said, hey, he asked for it. Okay. Um. I remember the first time he wanted to sell the truck to me and he says to me, and this was on my birthday, you know, and I'm already upset. And it's like, I got to go to work. I don't particularly like work. Oh, well. And I was driving a big old diesel. It was not mine. It was a loner. And he says, hey, I'm just, it, he's weird. He used to do the sign of, the, he used to pretend like I was Jesus Christ and he'd get on his knees and do the sign of the cross. I'm like, oh God. I hope I don't do acid because if that's what it is, yuck. And he's like, hey, you want to buy my truck? $10,000. And then he kind of turns around and he looks at my uncle and he's like, or my, he looks at my dad and my dad, I don't know what he told him. Some kind of shit. Oh, yeah. You the poor one in the family. I thought, are you, you motherfucker? But I didn't say that, you know. That in your head, you're kind of thinking things. Oh, God, what do I say? And he didn't have any teeth in his head. So I was just kind of like, oh, well, you can't kick them when they're down. And, you know, but then he's offering me a truck. And I'm like, mm, no, nah, that's OK. You keep it. Polish it and wax it. Bye bye. You know, and I told people that. And they're like, why didn't you tell them off? And I said, well, you know. I don't know. I don't want bad blood. And who knows? He might dig up a curse. I don't know. He claims he can sing like Mario Alonza. And I'm thinking, oh, God, please don't. Whenever I hear that, I think of my grandmother's rosary. And, I, and I've already heard Mario Alonzo enough. Enough is enough. Really? So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've dealt with some very people think I'm strange. I've I've dealt with some very strange characters. I had this friend in college who is the example of someone who smokes too much weed. 
don't know. And probably did pills. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, she calls me one time. And we were supposed to have this party for me, family. And she was invited. It was a big graduation party. And so she calls me. Hey. And it's late at night. What's going on? I want to go. Where's the party? I want to go over there. Okay, bye. Beep. Yeah. I would get weird messages like that. Just as weird as when Mr. Texas would call me. Hey, bitch. Better pick up or it's over. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck your dog, too. Fuck your podcast. Love you. Yeah, he would. In fact, speaking of the devil, let's see what's behind door number one. I am sweating. Oh, my God. It's like I'm in a sauna. Okay. I need to get one of those fans. Okay. You better pick up. I'm tired of this. Come on. I'm on the air. Come on. Stop eating your chickens. It's like he's either eating or he's cleaning out his butt or at the Piggly Wiggly. I don't know. Either way. Come on. Come on. God. Little fucker. So now, let me go over here. And if I was on stage, I would do this too. I'm going to call him up, you know, because I can't really do an impression of him. He'd sue me. Oh, my God, you bitch. Watch. We're going to play with him. Hi. I'm all torn up inside that you missed our call. I'm offering you $5,000 for one big Swing BDSM session. Call me now. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a call back. Mammy, is that you? Speaking of Mammy, tonight, um, TCM aired Gone with the Wind. And it was good. And they had this um, historian who was talking about the importance of Hattie McDaniel. It was very interesting. And how she saw... Here's the thing. Okay, yeah. She's playing a maid. Okay? What he said, though, was she had a lot of poise. She did in that movie because you think if she's the one in control, she has that voice. She's You feel her. And he's like, she really deserved that Oscar. She showed who she truly was. And that's true. And then what's interesting was when Lena Horn came to town, and I love Lena Horn. Lena Horn was like, I will not play a maid. And people were like, oh my God, oh my God. And they're like, oh shit, Hattie McDaniel is going to shit bricks because she likes to work. <laughs> so Lena Horn goes to her house. <coughs> Lena Horn, first of all, said that her home was exquisite. And Hattie was a champion of hers and said, hey, I I agree with you. I agree with you. The roles should change. And she says, well, I'll tell you something. When I'm working, you know, I'm playing a maid and yeah. But when I'm at home, in my home, I'm Hattie McDaniel. Now, I'm Dr. Zeus, but I'm not Hattie McDaniel. But you get it. You know? In fact, we're going to do a seance. That just gave me an idea. 
<sighs> All right. It's almost 80 years since uh, Gone with the Wind. Olivia de Havilland is still alive, but Hattie, you're up. Okay, you're up. I've read about you. You fascinate me. I know that there's a book about you called Ruth's People. Your real name is Ruth. All right, Hattie. Come forward. Hattie McDaniel, we ask you for the seance. Well, hello, my dear. I can only talk to you for a brief moment because I'm a legend. I am a legend. I don't curse. I don't curse. Because the good Lord don't want me to do that. But I will tell you that 80 years later, this film holds up. Living to Haviland, may she forever live. Has outlived us all to tell the story of God of the Wind. Where I played May. And I played her good. And you know what? When I played her, I left her on stage. And when I came home, I was I was Hattie McDaniel. So I almost cursed in that moment. But you know what? I'm up here. I'm not Whitney Houston, honey. I'll leave that to her. But you know what? When I won that Oscar, and I went up there, and I gave that speech, I meant every word because I was the first. I was the first. And I recognized that. And I was a legend. But that I was a first. I was a trailblazer. So you ain't gonna get nothing bad from me. I ain't Miss Belmita. This ain't a living color. And I watched that and I'm privy to it. And so I want you to unseance me, honey, because I got rest to do. I'm sitting there on a the cloud. I'm just laughing my butt off. Oh, the good Lord gonna give me for that too. This is Hattie McDaniel, and I wanna be. I'm gonna bye bye. All right, thanks, y'all. Oh my God! And the Real Housewives of Atlanta want peaches. Give her a peach. Give her a peach. She fucking deserves it. It's not even midnight, and I'm doing this. I figured I'd jump right to it because when you have an idea, you do shit. And I'm watching. I'm always watching TCM. Or or Ozzy and Jack, you know, it's MTV. Meh, meh. So, okay, we're going to give our cup of shut the fuck up. I'm going to give one because I only have energy for one cup of shut the fuck up. And we're going to give it to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you ignorant bitch. Ignorant? Ignorant. I'm sorry I called you a bitch, but you're ignorant. You just let, what the fuck? Can't you just admit the administration is wrong? It's wrong. Even the FBI is like, are you kidding me? We want out. <coughs> so I'm giving a cup of shut the fuck to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You sick, ignorant, spineless daughter of Mike Huckabee. Are you fucking what? He really taught you to eat bullshit, didn't he? All right. So. That's the Dr. Seuss Podcast, Unpleasant Dreams, and here's to Wednesday. It's wet, it's wild, and good night. (laughs) 